Welcome to the Catholic Truth Podcast, where we teach and preach the truth of the Catholic faith without compromise and without apology. We want to give you high energy and non-boring Catholicism, where anyone at any time can come to know exactly what the Catholic Church teaches and why. We do apologetics, spirituality, other religions, our culture, and more. Most of all, we want to inspire you, inform you, and help you to know, love, and live your Catholic faith with purpose and passion. We are Catholic Truth. The seven deadly sins. These are the sins that drag us to hell, and we are going to be talking about each one of them in this series. But in this first talk, we're going to be talking about pride, which is the mother of all deadly sins. It is the sin that caused the devil to fall from heaven. It is the sin that caused Adam and Eve to fall away from God. And it is the sin that is the most prominent sin of all. And in fact, St. John Bosco, when he had his vision of hell and why people go to hell, He said the three biggest sins are pride, disobedience, and lust. And disobedience and pride go hand in hand. And so this affects almost every aspect of our life and can drag us to hell without us even knowing. Now, at this point, some people might say, whoa, whoa, Brian, are you saying that, you know, just because I take pride in my work or I'm proud of my kids or, you know, I I was proud of something that I did, something that I achieved, that that's going to bring me to hell? No, I'm not saying that. That's a different kind of pride. That is not the deadly sin of pride. And in fact, we should take pride in what we do in the sense that we should be proud. If we work hard at something and we achieve something, you know, we could say, wow, I did a good job. I'm, I'm happy that I worked so hard. There's nothing wrong with that. Or, you know what, my child worked really hard for this. I'm so happy for them. But this is much different than saying, wow, I worked really hard to achieve this. Nobody else got it except me. I'm so much better than them. Or look at my kid. He's so great. And all the other kids underachieve. They can't do what he can do. Can you see the difference between the two? One, you're happy for your kid or you're happy that you work so hard to achieve something. The other is you put other people down, look down on others, and think you are better than they in some way. We have to understand the definition of pride to get at the root of this. And pride is an excessive love of one's own excellence. An excessive love of one's own excellence. So is it wrong to strive for excellence? No, of course not. And in fact, popes and saints have said that we should strive for excellence in everything we do. We should try to do the best we can do out of love for God and for his glory. We should try to be the best mother, father, priest, student, uh, sports person that we can be to give glory to God and out of love for him. Notice we didn't say you can't love yourself or we can't love the things that we do. The definition is in excessive love of self or an excessive love for one's own excellence or importance, you might even say. So instead of depending on God and realizing that everything in life is a gift from God, we have an overabundance of self-love. I did this. I achieved that. I accomplished this. I don't need God. And it allows us to push God away, just like Satan did, just like Adam and Eve did in the garden when they ate the fruit. Eve said it, it looked good for eating and they could achieve wisdom through it. They could become like gods. That's what the devil said. You can become like God 
without God. You don't need him. So that was the very first sin where she tried to become God without God and Adam also. So this pride allowed them to rely on themselves and they forgot that they are mere ants, creatures dependent on God from beginning to end who would not even have life in their bones if it wasn't for Almighty God and that we are nothing without him. That is what humility is. Humility is truth. And humility is the opposite of pride, the corresponding virtue that we want to pray for. After Adam and Eve sinned and they fell in the garden and they were stripped of everything and they were put to work and they had no clothes and they realized it and they were at rock bottom. It was only then that they remembered their complete dependency on God. They remembered who they truly were, human creations, not God himself. And that's what humility is. Humility is truth. And it acknowledges who we are, our dependence on God, our need for him, and that we have nothing of ourselves. This is the opposite of our culture. Look at our culture all around us. I don't need God. I'm a good person. I don't think that I need to go to church on Sundays. I can just pray at home. Or I am a spiritual person. I don't need to be religious. I don't think this or that is a sin. I personally think this is okay. I, 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 me, 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 me. That's what it's all about. That is pride, where we think we are God. Since when does the ant, the creation, become God? And yet, in pride, that's what we think. We don't need God. We don't need to go to church. We don't need to follow doctrines and commandments. You just need to do whatever. Who made you God? Nobody. God already made his commandments, told us to follow them, told us what they are. He wasn't ambiguous about it. And so for us to say, oh, well, I don't think that's what it means, or I don't need to do that, or I'm going to change the Bible in some way, it's pride. And it leads to hell because it makes us God. And it makes us the creators of the universe, the center of the universe, where we're not dependent on God anymore. The opposite of an excessive love, and we'll come back to this in a minute, the opposite of an excessive love or excessive importance of ourselves, the opposite is treating ourselves poorly or thinking that we're bad or no good or beating ourselves down. That's also pride, and that's not humility. If humility is truth, then we see ourselves as we are, exactly as we are, with excessive worth or excessive unworth. C.S. Lewis once said that humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less. Again, it's not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less. So it's putting others first. It's thinking of others before ourselves. It's treating other people as more important than ourselves. And even if we are gifted in some way that they aren't, it still tries to find how they are worthy or they are just as important or more important than we are. You know, pride says, oh, I have all these gifts and they don't have half of what I have. Or I have amassed all of these riches and wealth and I have a nice house and a nice car. I can't believe all these other people, they're so lazy, this and that. And it's exalting yourself over everyone else. Whereas humility would say, you know, I am good at this or I am good at that, but other people have talents that I don't and they can teach me and I can learn from them and I can teach them and we can learn from each other. It's not exalting yourself. And it's also not thinking of yourself less. It's just thinking less of yourself, taking yourself down from here 
in putting yourself <laughs> where you belong. The symptoms of pride are looking down on other people, making fun of other people, thinking we're better than other people, haughtiness, thinking we perform better, we're holier, we are this, we are that, and they are not. Anytime we compare ourselves or measure our success, our achievements, our talents, our looks, or anything else against other people, and we think we are better or worse, that is the deadly sin of pride. Some people might say, oh, I've only been at this company a year and I'm already beyond all the other people who have been here for 10 years. Or I've been on the sports team only this year and yet they've been playing for four years and I'm already on varsity and I'm better than they are. Or I look like this and she looks like that. She thinks she's so nice looking, but I'm way better. My clothes are nicer. I have a better body. I mean, she just doesn't have what I have. Or look at my career, my finances, my house, name it. And we compare ourselves to others who don't have what we have and we think ourselves better. That is the deadly sin of pride. It leads us away from God. It leads us to spiritual perdition. And it leads us to the pride that keeps us from being humble, which is a necessary virtue, and keeps us dependent on God. This can even be in a religious milieu. You could say, I am a great Catholic and they're not Catholic, so I'm better than them. Or I pray like this, or I go to this particular mass and they don't. I mean, or they dress like this at mass. They should dress like me. I am so great. You know, I dress this nice. I pray. I arrive before mass. All these people who show up just as mass starts. I mean, geez, don't they know anything? And it's this haughtiness. It's this dripping sarcasm and disdain for other people who don't do what we do or who aren't as holy as we are by our own estimation. And of course, all of this is toxic, demonic, uh, false uh, humility. It's not even true. It's what Jesus condemns in the Bible and the, in the gospel of Luke when a publican is at the back, a sinner, a big sinner, and he's at the back of the church. He won't even look up to heaven, Jesus said, and he just beats his chest and says, Lord God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Whereas the Pharisee stands at the front of the church, nicely dressed, knows that he follows all the rules of God, and he looks up at heaven and he says, thank you, Lord, that you didn't make me like this sinner. Thank you, Lord. I tithe twice a week. I do this. I do that. That. I do this. I do that. Thank you, Lord, that I'm not like him. And he exalts himself in pride. Some people might say, yes, but he did do better than the publican. He is doing better things. Doesn't matter if you have the sin of pride, which is from the devil himself. It's evil. It's toxic. And God hates it. 1 Peter chapter 5 said, God opposes the proud. And Father Michael Scanlon, former president of Franciscan University, says God opposes the proud even if they are right. He opposes the proud even if you're right. It doesn't matter. It's God hates pride. He hates the proud. And unless we have humility, we will not see the kingdom of heaven. So we want to avoid vanity and looking down on others. And we also want to avoid an excessive love of self, accomplishments, or anything like that. But we also want to avoid the opposite, often more hidden pride, which is beating ourselves up thinking that we're no good, beating ourselves down and telling us, oh, I'm horrible. I'm a terrible person. I'm a sinner. That's pride too, as we're going to see in a second. If you say, oh, I'm not talented and you are talented or I'm really not good at soccer and you are great at soccer, you're lying. You're lying. Humility is truth. And you can say, yes, God has given me m many great talents for this. Or you know what? God has blessed me with this. You know, I'm thankful to him. You know, you don't have to say, yes, thank you. I am great. Yeah, I know I am awesome. No, that's 
that's pride. But you can acknowledge the fact that God has given you gifts and talents. It's not wrong and it's not prideful. Remember that humility is truth so we can acknowledge the truth in a humble way. It's when it goes to our head and we think we're better than other people that the pride and the problem starts to set in. The bottom line is we are God's children, period, period, period. That's who we are. And I need to accentuate that because whether people love you and praise you and tell you how wonderful you are, that does not make you better. You are still a child of God and you do not become better just because people praise you. We think we're better. We think up here we're flying in the clouds because we're better than everyone else because everyone else is telling us how great we are, what a nice car we have, what a great house we have, oh, what a great job you have, all of these things. We think we're better because people praise us, but we're not. We're still ants and children of God before God. It doesn't make us better. And likewise, if people make fun of you, condemn you, insult you, put you down, it doesn't make you worse by one iota because you are still a child of God. You are still the exact same person, a child of God, whether you are praised or whether you are insulted. St. Francis de Sales in his book, Introduction to the Devout Life, says that we are, in a sense, he makes the analogy that we are like donkeys. And he says donkeys are just dirty, disgusting animals. Does it make you a better donkey? Does it make you better if a prince sits on you and puts gold and precious spices on you as opposed to another donkey that just has someone pour on them? Are you better than the other donkey or are you still just an ugly, smelly donkey? And when that prince gets off, you're back to who you really are. And it's a reality check that you haven't changed. You're still a donkey. You are not better just because a prince sits on you. And oftentimes, he says, we try to usurp the prince's glory and his jewels and his precious spices and everything that he has for ourselves. Like people, he says, who, you know, vain glory, focus on their hair and their, their nails and their looks and their, the feather in their hat or the nice hat themselves, or they ride on a nice horse. He, was, he lived back in the days without cars. But uh, he says, you're usurping the glory of the horse. It's the horse that's nice, not you. It's the feather that was nice. And the suit that you wear that you're so proud of and you strut around in, he says, that is the tailor who made that nice suit. The tailor made that and you give him no credit and no glory, and you take it all for yourself. He says, this is vanity of vanities. And for men, it's emasculating and effeminate to try to take such vainglory in such wimpy ways. And we are not better or worse just because what people say to us, we are who we are, children of God, and that doesn't change. But we oftentimes think of our identity based on what we do, our careers, what we have, what we don't have, and we measure ourselves and compare ourselves to others, which is pride, which is why so many people throw temper tantrums and get mad when they lose in sports. They're bad sports. And because they think their identity is compromised. If you do good, then you are good. If you fail, then you're a failure. This is false and it's a lie and we think we're worse when we do worse and it's just not true. But the same thing is in the spiritual life when we say, I'm such a bad sinner. I'm horrible. I promised God that I wouldn't sin and I did it again. I keep doing it again. I can't stop. I can't stop failing. I sin and I sin and I sin. Again, it's I, 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 me, 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 me. It's all about me. Pride has all arrows faced inward. Humility has them facing outwards, thinking about other people before ourselves, and upwards, dependence on God and thinking about Him, depending on Him. And even if we do need to grow and become better, it's all about Him and nothing about us. We think it's about us, which is why we get so upset when we fail. Oh, I messed up again. I'm such a bad person. No, you think you're a good person. 
You're not. Only God is good, the Bible says. And when you fail, you think you're worse. The bottom line is we need to depend on God more and stop depending on ourselves more. So what's the solution for this? There's two. The first one is uh, what Father Mike Schmidt says. I like what he says on this. He says, gratitude is the solution. Realizing that you have nothing in your life that you attained yourself. Everything you have is a gift. Even your bones in your lifeless body. If God took it away, you would just be dust on the earth. He gave you your body, your life, your strength, your wisdom, everything that you have today. And even the things that you've acquired, your knowledge, your finance, your career, your business, whatever it is, your sports talents, you didn't achieve those on your own. There was our teachers, our coaches, our family, the trainers, maybe one or the other or a combination of all of them who helped us to become what we are today. And the best way to overcome pride is to realize that we don't have anything of ourselves and everything we have is a gift from others and we need to be more gracious and thankful and have that gratitude. Instead of saying, yes, I did this and I am this. No, other people have helped me. Oh, you know what? They, I'm so blessed because of this. Or you'll hear people say, you know what? It was all my parents or all my coach or all this. And they're giving praise to the people where the praise is due. Not just like, oh, I did it all myself. That's vainglory that leads to hell. Gratitude often, being thankful to God for your gifts, for your talents, for everything you have is necessary and so important to give God thanks often. But the other thing we need to do is serving others. When we humble ourselves and serve others, especially if we deem them less than us, that is an amazing way to realize how wonderful we are and how nothing we are. And it's a great way to show love. Remember that love is willing the good of the other person, thinking about them before ourselves, loving them more than ourselves. That's what love is. That's divine charity. And when we serve others, that's exactly what we do. So let's say you're really brilliant at math and science and you're in high school or college, just for example, and you see other people who struggle with it. Looking down on them and saying they're idiots is just pride. But saying, you know what? This is my gift, and I would love to be able to give it to you. Can I help you in some way? Can I help you study? Can I help you to understand it? And just realize in your mind and heart that, hey, you have gifts that I don't have, and you could help me in return. But giving people and serving to them, if you have a lot of money and you've been doing well for yourself and you see poor people who are struggling, it's not only your duty, it's a command from God that you need to help them and love them and try to alleviate people's sufferings as much as possible in different ways. If we are better at anything, it's our job to help others, not to gloat over it or, or to look down on them, but to honestly help them and want to help them. Can you see the difference between pride and then humility and love? Pride keeps us from loving. Pride loves to judge others. Pride loves to look down on others. Pride loves to think we're better than others, even in this spiritual life. And that is one of the biggest and most dangerous lies that leads us to hell. I know one person who said, look at that person. She's sleeping around. She's such a sinner. She sleeps. She knows sex before marriage is wrong. It's a mortal sin. She's in mortal sin. She's going to hell. He used to condemn people like that. And yet he himself was addicted to pornography. He's just trading one mortal sin for another. And he himself is judging others while he himself is going to hell as well. That's pride. You can't even see the faults in yourself. You can't even see your own issues because you're too busy judging others, looking down on others, talking about how others dress at mass when you yourself have your own sins. Yes, they should be doing these other things better. And yes, they have sins, but so do you. And you're overlooking your sins only to judge others. 
That's why Jesus says in Matthew chapter 7 to take the speck out of your own eye before you try to take the plank or the beam out of your brother's and sister's eyes. And there's so much haughty pride in the church, which is why I recommend uh, Francis de Sales and his book Introduction to the Devout Life or the book Spiritual Combat, which excoriates this kind of spiritual vainglory. I remember when I first started speaking, I spoke at a, a conference in Pennsylvania. It was a family conference, and I spoke before three to 4,000 people, and I was only a uh, college student, and when I, or I just graduated from college, and when I was done, Everybody came and like were flooding the aisles. They were touching me. I thought I was like the Pope. They were literally like, oh my gosh, you're so young. There's so much hope for the future. We love you. You gave a fantastic talk. You're so holy. They're literally stroking me and praising me as I'm walking down the aisle. And I'm like, thank you. No, no, don't praise me. And inside I'm like, please keep going, keep going. But inside I'm like, no, no, it's nothing. You know, like I'm, no, please, no. It was just false humility. I loved the praise. I loved soaking it up. You know, and I struggled with that for so long. I'm usurping God. I would not have had my life changed if he didn't change it. I would not have had my life changed if Jesus didn't come in and forgive my sins, rip out all of my hatred, and give me love and peace and fulfillment and a passion to share that truth and a passion to share how good he is. I, everything he gave me, I was like, yes, I know. I am good. Yes, I, I did do that. Yes, I... Everything I have is a gift, and it took me so long to learn that, that it's almost embarrassing to say. So now when I speak at conferences, I most recently spoke at a women's conference up in Massachusetts, and all these women came after the talk and told me how much it changed their life, how much they loved it, and that sort of thing. And now when this happens, I try to look deeply into the people's eyes, and I say, and I try to see just how much God changed their life through me, and I try to focus on them, and I say, wow, I'm so glad that this changed your life. Wow, I'm so glad that God worked so powerfully in that talk. My gosh, man, God gave you so much grace. God really worked in you, and I'm so glad to hear that. I'm so glad you're a different person now. So it's not about me at all. It's all about them. And that's how it has to be in life, about other people. So gratitude and servitude. Realizing that we are nothing without God, that we are not better or worse by what people say of us, by our jobs, our careers, by the way we look. We are children of God. Gratitude and servitude, serving others and being grateful to God. These are the keys that will help us to be humble and avoid the wide road to hell through the sin of pride. Please share this with others and please Check out our information below. Make sure to note our new website, catholictruth.org, and please check it out and share it with others. If you need a Catholic speaker, let us know. We would love to come and serve your parish. God bless you.